Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories. And we tell stories about everything here on the show. And we especially love stories about our own history. And today we have Winter Prasapio, an author from Texas. Here she is talking about the time she wrote a book called Weird U.S. Laws. Strange, bizarre, wacky, and absurd. Here's Winter. Ten years ago, I took a sabbatical from working. And I decided I really wanted to pursue writing a little bit more seriously. So I started to look for opportunities to write. And because I like humor writing, and it comes very easily to me, 
And a long time ago, I had also worked for something called Citizens Against Lawsuit Abuse. So I had actually worked in tort reform, talking about uh, how small businesses were getting killed by these little frivolous lawsuits. I reached out to an editor who was looking for a writer to write about the weird U.S. laws. And they're a Canadian company, so they find us incredibly amusing from that standpoint. And it was a lot of fun. I got to work with an illustrator and another writer, and we took on the book. I know a lot of the weird laws in Texas, uh, some of which still exist, like you cannot carry a pair of fence cutters in your back pocket. Um, and, and all of these things, you know, whenever you come across a law like that, and you're like, that is just dumb. And you, when you trace its history, that's where I think it's so interesting because everything has a story. And that's what makes it a lot of fun. There's the story because someone used to cut the fences and then when the cows would get out from these areas, they were considered anybody's. And then they would take those cows and rebrand them as their own and just say, well, you know, he was, he was wandering loose. So that it was all about stopping that kind of, of cattle theft. But the law is still on the books. And, you know, it's hard enough to get a law to pass, let alone try to deal with all the, the, the messy laws that are in on the books. I don't think anyone in modern times has been convicted from carrying, you know, one of those wire cutters in their back pocket, but I don't take any chances. I don't carry them in my back pocket, just in case somebody's super serious about it. There were a lot of laws about spitting. You know, there are days where I feel like that law should be more followed. Again, spitting on the sidewalk. This is back in the day when we had to deal with a lot of spittoons and all that kind of stuff. So that, those were laws that were pretty common back in at that time period. There were some a lot of laws around the idea of uh, what was allowed with with women, you know, like what women could do, what they could wear, all those kinds of things. It's all it all reflects back on our long history as, as a country, right? To where we're we're all trying to adjust behavior. And that's what happened throughout all of all of the U.S. is that we have all these laws that are all about, you know, managing behavior that uh, one person found incredibly annoying and one person happened to be in a position to pass a law. And so a lot of these laws are historical remnants. You know, they're, they're like your attic. You know, you put something in there, you thought it was worth saving, then you move. Somehow, you don't have time to unpack that box to see if you really want it. You move, you carry it with you, you still haven't unpacked it. You know, it just becomes this thing that follows you from place to place. And that's the way some of these weird U.S. laws are. And some of this speaks back when people were, when we were in a, in a more rural kind of community, right? We had chickens everywhere. We had um, all kinds of different animals. So in Tennessee, they passed law, Tennessee Code, uh, 70-4-208, which made it illegal to import skunks unless they were headed to bona fide zoological parks and research institutions. We have a skunk that comes to our house and eats our cat food, and I feel like I don't need to import any. So at one time, there were bunnies in New York City. They, it was a significant problem, and somebody thought that it was a good idea to shoot them from trolley cars. Just think about that. You're out there, you're waiting to catch the trolley car, and then all of a sudden there's some 
rabbit hunter on there who just spots a rabbit headed for the tracks and they just decide to shoot it. So they decided to make that illegal, something I think of a law that should continue to exist maybe. And then in Kansas, they uh, made it illegal for hunters to shoot at rabbits from motorboats. And it is motorboats specifically. So if you're in a kayak or a sailboat, I guess it's okay. That's the kind of law. That's the one where, for example, that makes me think somebody had a serious enough problem with people shooting rabbits from motorboats that they felt like they needed to come up with a law saying that that wasn't okay. <laughs> that's, when, that's when you're thinking, that's a law about one person. It's Ted over there who has the 10 acres and he's, you know, brings his boat out and he's just trying to pop off the rabbits on shore of Roger's place. Uh, and then unfortunately for Ted, Roger is a city council person. I, I think what it really says about us is that when we want to solve a problem, we want it solved forever. You know, we uh, Canadians are notorious for their politeness, right? They're notorious for their tolerance. We're not notorious for our politeness. I think that this speaks to the, that whole thing saying, not only am I going to tell you not to do that, but oh, I'm going to pass a law so you never get to do it again, whatever, whatever that thing might be. It also speaks to, it's illegal to have an elephant down in downtown Tulsa. So when you think about that, well, sure, of course it should be illegal to have a, an elephant traipsing around town, but it wasn't enough to just say, you can't have an elephant here. Apparently the person who had the elephant there just said, no, I can't, there's no law against it. <laughs> so so you, just, you just get into the slippery slope of, uh, you know, surely that's just a public disturbance or, or, you know, wild animals in general, non-domesticated pets can't be loose in downtown Tulsa. But no, they have to be very specific about it. So, I, so what I think it says about us is that we want to say not just no, but heck no, you can't do that. Thanks to Winter Persapio for giving us a little bit of humor. Shooting bunnies from a motorboat and so much more. Stories about strange laws, funny laws, here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the stories we tell about this great country, and especially the stories of America's rich past, know that all of our stories about American history, from war to innovation, culture, and faith, are brought to us by the great folks at Hillsdale College, a place where students study all the things that are beautiful in life and all the things that are good in life. And if you can't get to Hillsdale, Hillsdale will come to you with their free and terrific online courses. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show, including your stories. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. They're some of our favorites. Up next, we continue with our recurring series about the curious origins of everyday sayings, the stories behind them. Here to join us again is Andrew Thompson, as he continues to share another slice from his ultimate guide to understanding these mini-mysteries, these mini-stories of our precious English language. On Skid Row means a squalid area where vagrants and derelicts live. 
and it's an expression that originated in the American lumber industry of the 19th century. Large tree trunks were hauled by rolling them along tracks made of greased logs that were laid crosswise. This was known as the skid road because the trunks skidded across the logs. The timber industry was booming at the time and many men came to the logging towns to find work. The large numbers of single men created a demand for bars and brothels which would spring up in a certain part of the town. This area also became known as Skid Row due to the imagery of someone slipping or skidding down in society when falling victim to these vices. By the 1930s, Skid Road had been altered to Skid Row and the wider use was born. On the bandwagon means to join in in an already successful venture. It's normally said to jump or climb on the bandwagon and it has its origins in politics. In the 19th century in America, travelling bands or circuses would parade through towns on brightly coloured, well-decorated bandwagons. They would often perform at political rallies and attracted large crowds of people. Because the bandwagons were usually the centre of attention at any given event, cunning politicians often saw an opening and they would climb up on the bandwagon, interrupt the performance and campaign to the captive audience below. To be on the breadline means to be very poor and that expression originated in, in America in the 1860s. Charles and Max Fleischmann were brothers who revolutionised the baking industry and created the first commercially produced yeast. Their baker in New York was also famous for the freshness and quality of its bread. While other bakeries would use any leftover bread to sell to the next morning's customers, the Fleischmanns would give away any unsold bread to the poor people in the city. At the end of each day, a line of starving people would form outside the bakery and wait for the free bread. They were on the breadline. To leave no stone unturned means to make every possible effort, and that expression is arguably the oldest one that we have. It comes from ancient Greek and from 1477 BC, when the Greeks defeated the Persians in the Battle of Plateau. It was rumoured at the time that the Persian general had buried a large treasure in his tent after the defeat. Unable to find the treasure, the Greek leader consulted the oracle of Delphi, who advised him to move every stone in his search. He did just that and eventually found the treasure, leaving no stone unturned. On the fiddle means that someone's not operating within the rules and is getting more than their fair share. And like many expressions, it has nautical origins. The dining tables on ships had raised edges, known as fiddles, which were used to prevent the plates from sliding off the table during rough weather at sea. The sailors ate from the wooden plates that were built with their own fiddles to stop the food from sliding off them. If a sailor selfishly overfilled his plate so that the food piled up over the edge, it was said that he was on the fiddle. On the grapevine means via informal means of communication, particularly gossip and it owes its origins to the early days of American telegraphy. Samuel Morse invented the telegraph, which was first used in 1844. The invention was widely recognised as a useful means of rapid communication, and many companies across America rushed to put up telegraph lines. But in their haste, some of them cut corners and used trees instead of fixed telegraph poles to save money. But the movement of the trees stretched the wire, often leaving it tangled. A notable instance of this was in California, where people likened the tangled wires to local grapevines. The expression on the grapevine then developed its current meaning during the American Civil War, when messages transmitted via the telegraph were sometimes unreliable. 
The expression on the level means honest, reliable or trustworthy. And that began with the Freemasons, the skilled stoneworkers of 14th century. In any construction, it was acknowledged that a perfectly flat base was essential if the building was going to be structurally sound and of high quality. They developed an instrument known as a level, which was used to ensure a flat and true base from which to work. The level symbolised integrity in the building process, and on the level was soon adapted into the wider sense that is used today. On the right track means to do something correctly or well, and it's an expression that's been corrupted from its original form. It has nautical origins and was originally on the right tack. In order to progress into a headwind, a sailing ship follows a zigzag style of path, angling left to right as it moves forward. This type of plotting is known as tacking, which is a technical art, and a captain must be precise in order to use the wind to his benefit. It is important to stay on the right tack because otherwise the ship will make little or no progress. And then that expression then developed into on the right track. On the wagon means abstaining from drinking alcohol. And many believe this expression derives from when prisoners had their last drink when being transported from the Old Bailey criminal courts in London to the gallows on a wagon. Some even suggest that criminals were sometimes given one for the road, which was a final drink before they were hanged. But it's now widely accepted that these explanations are incorrect. And the expression actually is a contraction of the words on the water wagon. In the early 20th centuries, water wagons were used in America to dampen dusty streets. At the time, the drinking of alcohol was high and people who had vowed to give it up would crowd around waiting for the water wagon to arrive to quench their thirst. Some people would even ride around town on the wagon drinking the water in an effort to stay away from alcohol. To be on your high horse means to behave in a self-righteous manner. And that expression began with army officers of medieval England. To assume a commanding position of supremacy, these officers would ride around on large horses and would look down upon those of a lower rank. The higher the officer's rank, the larger his horse. A large horse was also needed for such high-ranking men as they generally wore heavy suits of armour and a strong horse was needed to bear that weight. Political leaders then adopted this idea as a symbol of power. They would parade around town on large horses, which gave them an air of superiority as they looked down on the common folk. Once in a blue moon means very rarely, and it's an expression that's related to the moon, although the colour blue has no significance in the origin of the phrase. The moon can actually appear blue at any time depending on certain weather conditions, but the main farmer's almanac provides the explanation for the saying. Since 1819, that publication listed the dates of the various moons, for example the harvest moon and the hunter's moon. Typically there are three full moons for each season, but because the lunar and the calendar months are not the same, some years have 13 full moons instead of 12. And the almanac named, for no apparent reason, the third full moon in an unusual full moon season as the blue moon. An amateur American astronomer named James Prute misinterpreted the almanac and described the blue moon as the second full moon in a month in a 1946 edition of Sky and Telescope magazine. This took hold and is now the accepted definition a blue moon actually occurs about every three years. Having your work cut out for you means there's a lot to be done or a difficult time lies ahead. And that began in the 1800s when tailors began streamlining their operations. Traditionally, a tailor would make a suit using one large piece of cloth, cutting the material and then stitching as he went. 
In order to make the work more efficient, the practice developed where a tailor's assistant would cut out the various patterns beforehand, leaving the tailor to stitch them together. At first this would seem to make the tailor's job easier, but it resulted in piles of cut material heaping up for the tailor to stitch. This made it difficult for him to keep up, so he had his work cut out for him and he had a very busy time ahead. The expression was first used metaphorically by Charles Dickens in his 1843 novel A Christmas Carol. And a special thanks as always to Greg Hengler for the great work on the production and also a special thanks to Andrew Thompson for narrating portions of his own terrific book. And the book is called Hair of the Dog to Paint the Town Red, The Curious Origins of Everyday Sayings and Fun Phrases. In the end, it's the story of the stories behind America's official language, English. Andrew Thompson's storytelling here on Our American Stories. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. And we're back with our American stories. And up next, Robbie brings us the story of Joel Wegener, an educator and fundraiser who lives in Cincinnati with a beautiful story of facing the unexpected challenges life throws our way. Here's Joel. So I grew up in Southeast Kansas, went to college there and uh, became a teacher. Uh, taught in Kansas for a few years. Then I moved to Cincinnati right after I was married for one year. Then we moved from Cincinnati to the St. Louis area and took a teaching position there. We stayed there about 16 years. Many of our 10 children were uh, born in uh, St. Louis area and we still have uh, friends back there and one of my daughters is also living back in that area. Then in 2002, we moved to Cincinnati. I started a fundraising business and was also doing some uh, teaching at a local Christian school. Now, while I was in education and then also now that I'm doing the fundraising business, most of my time was filled up during the school year and I had time during the summers uh, to do other activities and try to make a little extra money to support my family. I've done a lot of different things in the summers. One of the most interesting things that I have done before the ice cream truck was I ran a fireworks business in Missouri, a tent along Highway 61. My children helped me uh, do that and we have a lot of stories, a lot of fun, a lot of hard work and uh, on a good year made uh, some pretty good money doing that. Uh, I sold that business several years ago, so over the last few uh, years I've been looking for something else to occupy my time. Last summer I saw an ice cream truck here locally and that planted a little seed in my mind of something that I might want to do in the future. So I put it in the back of my mind until January of this year and then started doing some research. and. Uh, trying to find out if it was a viable uh, business option. I joined a couple of Facebook groups and was able to find an ice cream truck in Columbus, Indiana. And because I wasn't real sure this was gonna make a, a go of it and some of my older children were not all that <laughs> uh, supportive and that they thought it was maybe another one of my crazy ideas, I went low budget, but I founded an ice cream truck owned by some people that have a special needs daughter. And they had used it 
uh, to help raise money for her therapy as well as give her something to do. And so we went over and met them. They actually also have a storefront where they sell hot dogs and other things and employ special needs uh, individuals. So it was really a neat connection there uh, once we went over there and really felt that it was the right thing to do, that God was directing us to that particular uh, ice cream truck. Uh, so we purchased it. It needed some repairs. It needed some cleaning. We started doing that and working on that along with my other responsibilities with the fundraising business. And on April 15th, I set that as the uh, deadline, uh, not for taxes this year, but the deadline to, uh, to hit the streets with my ice cream truck. So I found a local wholesaler, went through all the uh, licensing and all that. And uh, Mary Kate, uh, my 21-year-old uh, Down syndrome daughter, and I went out on April 15th for about an hour and we sold $74 worth of ice cream and I said, we're on our way. Uh, and just to back up a little bit about our, uh, our family, we do have uh, 10 children. Back in 2000, the year 2000, of course the world was uh, shaking in their boots about Y2K, that maybe all the computers were going to crash and all that on January 1st. Well, we survived that. Uh, during that time, my wife was pregnant and in March 19, uh, 2000, uh, my daughter Mary Kate was born and we did not know beforehand, but soon found out that she had Down syndrome. Uh, she also had some other health issues, uh, was in the hospital for about 10 days. And that uh, was um, a very uh, pivotal time in our lives. And uh, we were so fortunate to have such support from our family and friends and church. And, uh, but it was a change, we did not expect that and we were not fully prepared for the journey that God had chosen to place us on. But uh, we worked through that, we worked together, and uh, we were just counted Mary-Kate a blessing like all the rest, a blessing from God. So uh, we went through that, and then we had another child, which was a son about a year later, and he was normal, I guess. I haven't decided if any of our kids are totally normal, but he was <laughs> considered normal. And then we moved to Cincinnati. Then uh, when she delivered here in Cincinnati, uh, our next child, it was Josh, and he also had Down syndrome. And had some health issues, heart uh, issues, had to have open heart surgery at four months, uh, but has more or less fully recovered from that, a little heart murmur. Uh, so we've been blessed with uh, two Down syndrome. It's, uh, it's been a journey. And I've told people, I'm sure uh, my wife and I are better people because of this journey uh, that God has placed us on with, with uh, Mary and Josh. So when Mary was born, uh, you know, every parent, when a child is born, wants to say, mom's fine, baby's fine, everything's normal. You know, that's what you want to say, that's what people want to hear. And so when it isn't, 
what do you say and how do you handle that? And how do you still accept it and, and have joy in having a new baby in your life, even though it's not the baby that you would have ordered? You know, if you had, if there was a catalog to order babies, nobody would flip back to the Down syndrome section or whatever else, fill in the blank. Nobody would go back to that section of the catalog or online, go, go to that, you know, click on that tab. Now, I have a high degree of respect for people that are willing to adopt special needs kids from other nations and all that. You know, that's just incredible that process of accepting that child as yours and as a blessing from God and for others to see it that way as well. And uh, so that, you know, that takes a process, you know, and we had, I worked at a school near St. Louis and uh, the faculty and staff were so supportive of us during that time, church and, and just family, friends. And um, you know, I remember my aunt and uncle sent me a book. Uh, I think it's entitled Sometimes Miracles Hide. And so we had people that just came alongside us and helped us in that, in that journey. And we all know it, sometimes miracles do hide. 10 kids, two Down syndrome children. My wife and I are better people because of the journey with Mary, Kate, and Josh. The story of Joel Wegener continues here on Our American Stories. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. And we're back with Our American Stories and the story of Joel Wegener and special meat treats, an ice cream truck Joel bought to run with his two adult children with Down syndrome. When we last heard from Joel, he was discussing the difficulties that often come with raising children with special needs, but also the community that rallied around him and his wife during those hard times. Back to Joel. But it is an adjustment. And then it's not just one time when they're born that you have to do that. You have to continually process it, almost more so when they get older. Because when they're young, even though they may have a disability, they're still cute, people still, and you go through kind of the normal steps at a delayed rate. But then at some point, you know, then you have to think about careers. You've got to think about their long-term care their physical issues that they're going to have in a, a, as an adult. And then, you know, we're facing now, you know, their desire to, uh, to get married and have children and, and how that all plays out, you know, for someone with a disability. So uh, those are all things, they're not easy, and I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying, hey, that's what life is. But once you realize and make that firm commitment that, for some reason that we will never fully understand, God allowed, ordained, however you're, you want to explain it to yourself or to others, for us to have Josh and Mary in our lives. And 
people can talk about unconditional love all they want until they've been around a Down syndrome kid. Uh, they probably haven't seen it. And that's, uh, they're stubborn, but they also, they have a, a very, very good unconditional love. You know, we get so caught up and worried about all these things. And sometimes it's just a reminder when all Josh and Mary want to know is, what are we going to have for supper? Can we watch a video? You know, what are we going to do Friday night as a family? You know, so they kind of keep us focused on the things that really matter, uh, as opposed to all these other little things that we're worried about. In the state of Ohio, uh, when they turn 22, they age out. So Mary-Kate will be 22 within this school year. So she was unable to continue uh, with the public education. So that is a big challenge for all special needs uh, parents is what is the next step after being in the public education. She has often mentioned that she would love to work with her papa. With the fundraising business, I found a few little things periodically that she could do to help, but nothing that I could really utilize her in a great way. So as we developed this idea of the uh, ice cream truck, we started thinking this would be ideal to bring Mary in and also Josh in and uh, let them be a part of it. We were thinking about the name for the truck and the business and my wife had the, uh, the brilliant idea, in my opinion, somewhat of a play on words of special needs, but it's special neat treats. And so that's what we have named the truck. When we first started, we went to neighborhoods somewhat randomly, fairly close to uh, Loveland, Ohio, where we live here. There was a local magazine that asked if they could feature us. It is also an online magazine. And so this magazine came out in July. And right after that, I started getting so much attention locally and some local TV stations to ask to do features and it just has exploded since then. It's, it's funny because, you know, when I first had this idea, I thought, well, you know, it'd be something, you know, if I wanted to go out, fine. If I wanted to stay home someday, I'll see what happens. But now it's just taken off. And the response has been so unbelievably positive. Seems like almost every day that I go out to a neighborhood, uh, I meet families with special needs kids. And uh, just to be able to share with them, they see Mary-Kate and our Josh uh, working with me, but just them seeing my kids in the, in the truck working with me uh, gives them hope and gives them some ideas. Probably my, one of my all-time favorite stories that I really feel like was a turning point in my mind as far as what the purpose of Special Need Treats was all about. Thursday afternoon, uh, several weeks ago, I uh, went to a school. They were doing a summer program for special needs kids. And so they had contacted me. They had heard our story. And uh, they went with the low budget thing, and I was fine with that. There wasn't all that many kids. So from a business standpoint, it wasn't a real profitable afternoon. But I wanted to do it, and so I went out there. Uh, they had the kids come out onto the parking lot of the school. 
uh, they got their treats, everybody got their treats, and uh, Mary and Josh had something going on that day, so I was by myself, uh, but I, a, a little girl came back up to the truck. I asked her, her name, she said it was Maddie. She said, thanks for coming. She said, you've made my day. So I started chatting with her. I showed her a picture of, of my kids and she shared with me her, her disabilities and her diagnosis had several, several things that she's been diagnosed with. But she was very talkative. We just had a short little visit there. And without even premeditating or planning it, I looked at her and I said, Maddie, I just want you to know that God made you just like you are and he has a special plan for your life. And <clears throat> I get emotional thinking about that moment because I was able to make her day. I wasn't able to cure her autism, her other disorders, that I didn't cure those. But for one day, Maddie had a good day and I had a real small part in it. When I drove off, I'm not generally a real emotional person, but I, get, I got emotional, I was wiping tears. And, uh, and I, I thought, you know, I made her day, but she made something come into focus in my mind that had been somewhat building throughout the summer. But at that point I was like, you know what? God has me doing this for some unknown reason, but here's part of the reason. Being able one at a time to make their day, to give them hope and courage and boy, do we need some hope and courage during these days. This happened uh, even more recently. I was up in Dayton, Ohio, north of here. I was at an event and they had a, a playground there for special needs kids. And after it was all over, I had Mary and Josh with me and I said, I asked Mary and Josh, hey, do you wanna go over and see the, the playground? So they went over there and they played and I did a few things in my truck and then I walked over there and Josh was on a, a piece of equipment and there was a little Down syndrome girl that was more or less in his way and Josh was waiting and the mom saw what was going on, came rushing over there and said sorry and moved her uh, little girl out of the way. And I said, no problem, no problem. And uh, she looked at, at Josh and Mary and then she looked at me and she said, are you the ones that have been on the news uh, with your ice cream truck? And I said, yeah, that, that's us. And she goes, I was just showing that article to my husband this morning or yesterday. And uh, so we chatted for a little bit. She had this little Down syndrome uh, daughter named Esther. And then uh, the mom came over to me and she told me, she said, and she started getting choked up as she told me, she goes, I was telling God this morning, I needed something to let me know that he was still there and he cared about our family. She said, we've been going through a lot and she needed a reminder from God that everything was gonna be all right. And she said, this is it. And I was like, wow, because it's not me. It's a lot of work. There's hot days, my air conditioner went down. I've had a lot of setbacks with the, with the equipment this summer, but I'm determined to push through it uh, because I, I see now that that there's some real purpose in, in an old ice cream truck. I never in my wildest dream thought, yeah, buy an ice cream truck and you can really make a difference in somebody's life. But, you know, I think it's one of those things you, 
you know, you trust God and uh, make the best decisions and then you just watch and see what happens. And what a beautiful story and a special thanks to Robbie for finding it, for editing it, and for producing it. And a special thanks to Joel Wegener for sharing his story and for just loving his Down syndrome kids and doing something special for them and himself and in the end his neighborhood and all those families with special needs kids and frankly just people seeing unconditional love at play and miracles at play. I made her day, he said, about that young girl Maddie. But in the end she made his too. And that's what we try and do here on this show is spread this kind of joy and possibility. Joel Wegener's story, Mary and Josh's story, the Wegener family story here on Our American Stories. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.